3: This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman.
4: Right. Welcome to the Best Hang
3: Hang Podcast. We got Max. We got Shane and I am Mike. Fellas, what is going? On in your life, it's been a bit. You know, the last time we talked was a while ago. Uh, uh, the rally now is a little bit uh, in the rearview mirror. Life moves on, Max. I was I was a little bit envious because I saw you were sitting courtside at this like Canada basketball mm-hmm. event. My brother was there. Uh, I got I, You know, it's like I, from afar here in Hamilton. Oh, I was God. sort of like watching on the socials, and I was like, "Oh, that looks like fun." How was it?
4: Of all the people I like to taunt, it's you because I think you feel like you're, you're missing out on it more than just about anybody else who's moved to Hamilton. (laughs) So uh, like even, uh, I think we were together on a Sunday, uh, Matt Unsworth and I, and it was like, it was like 7 PM on a (laughs) Sunday. And I just sent a selfie to you and you're like, should I Uber in right now? <laughs> <laughs> the, deal with, the deal with that is, first of all, Unzi is visiting from LA, so I didn't. You know, he might not be you here play much longer. Unzi card like once a month at this right, point. you, you got to visit him. He's in town,
3: uh, and also the kids had just went down, so mm. I was like, "There's a window here where I could do it." And I thought about it for a split second, and yeah, I've lost my sort of initial burst of ambition, and I'm going to be just staying right here in bed. But yeah, this uh, Canada basketball thing. Obviously, I I love the hoops. Mm-hmm. It looked like a lot of fun
4: okay before we get to that though i need to ask you something hit me and i want the same question goes for shane how much of your week is calculating okay if i put in some time here i might be able to get out of the house here like how much (laughs) how much are you doing the dance in your head where you're like okay i I can i two nights a week maybe after 10 30 i could probably okay like are you constantly doing the math in your head about when you can leave the house yeah, no, I'm just calculating
3: uh, how I can answer this right now. Without- <laughs> getting in trouble. I would say, well, it's, life is a pie, Max, and it's like, we all make our choices as we get older, uh, and it's like, how much of your pie is work? How much of your pie is your family? How much of your pie is your friends? How much of your pie is, like, social, or watching movies, if that's your thing, or hoops? And I, I when you have kids, and you kind of get married, and you move to Hamilton, you, you, your pie, the the division changes. At least, change, at, yeah. yeah, at least for me. So, yeah, it, it is it is a calculation, Like I can't just willy nilly go to an awesome Canada event, even though one of my friends just has courtside tickets, you know, Mm. and says, do you want to come? And, he, my friend might've also said, I resent that you moved to Hamilton Um, in that same text exchange. Yeah, that friend was Max Kerman. Uh, but I, I was like, at this moment, you and me both, brother. But yeah, so the, yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, like you are calculating, but like, depending on where what's happening in your life at the moment, work might end up eating up a bigger part of the pie. Mm-hmm. So then the yeah. family thing becomes really crucial. You cannot miss out on that time. And so the thing that inevitably shrinks is unfortunately like that, that hang time with your, your buds Mm -hmm. at at basketball games. Shaney, what would you say?
1: Yeah. See my Alex's level of passive aggressiveness or anger when I come home (laughs) from something is always equal at like an eight to a 10. So if I go for, let's say we went to Jack Astor's for chicken tendies for an hour, I'd come back. Her arms would be crossed. She'd be like, and where were you? And it, it would be this whole thing.
4: Like in Encaster,
1: Anywhere. It's always, I, even if she's acting fine, it'll come out later. I did something or I was gone or I missed something or the, you know, I, uh, t- there was a 10 minute period that was unaccounted for. So what I do is I build up so much equity over time. And then I'm just like going to Vegas for four days it, and I just leave
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then that's it.
1: And I get the same amount of anger, so it doesn't matter. But I just make sure it's worth it when I'm going out.
4: Do you think though you you love the passion, and I think you'd actually be concerned <laughs> if she didn't get jealous or if she didn't get resentful? Because what what would happen if she was just super cool about it? I think you'd get in your own head like oh, she doesn't love me, she doesn't want to fuck me anymore, she doesn't think I'm attractive, she maybe wants to divorce. Like, do, do you think you'd actually get in the other zone? So maybe this is the best case scenario.
1: Um, maybe I've I luckily I've always maybe I do love the passion because I've always been like in enthralled in passion so I don't know what it's like not to have it so maybe if Mm -hmm. I didn't have it I'd really want it but be Mm -hmm. careful what you ask for because passion there's anger is a passion thing too right
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's also good love making though, so that's good
3: <laughs> or
1: fucking as Max would call it.
3: As Max <laughs> old, <laughs> bluntly said, it.
4: She
1: want to fuck me anymore.
3: Yeah, Max had guys, a lot of passion guys, behind the way guys, he said guys, that. Guys,
4: guys, uh, cool. You're the one that said it. Well, I said, I said it in passing, in, in amongst many other sentences. <laughs> all right, all right. Central. there's a way to say the <laughs> f word, and I'm
1: saying it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
4: But yeah, the, to answer your question though, Mike. um I was thinking about this the other day. I think one of my greatest accomplishments uh, in my life, in my career, is not the Junos. It's not selling out (laughs) stadiums. I feel like every other pod we talk
1: about Max's greatest
4: accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is infiltrating the Canadian basketball world. Oh, yes. I saw it. Walking into that gym... I was just a star like honestly in a <laughs> place that i have no business being anybody so
1: what was this so th- you sent the highlights and correct me if i'm wrong but you're part of a women's basketball league they've made it oh, a- that's different <laughs> is, is <laughs> that a different thing okay yeah. so we'll related. get to that related. later related related okay. related we'll get yeah. to that. so basically canada this.
4: basketball um is building up the program you know nick nurse is the coach of the senior men's team Uh, Michael Bartlett is the president. He used to work at MLSC. He's a friend. And they're really trying to cultivate basketball culture in Canada in a way that the European uh, countries are doing it. So it's like, you know, you think about Spain or Greece or Italy or Croatia, those those countries have great basketball programs. It's because they demand that the players come back every summer and they play together as a unit. They build up friendships, camaraderie, chemistry. In Canada, despite the fact that we've had so many great NBA players, our, our men's team kind of stinks. The women's mm. team is actually much better. And, and they're trying to rejuvenate it. They're trying to, like, make sure that people are around in the summer to build the thing up. So Global Jam is... Uh, an enterprise that started this year from Canada basketball. It's a FIBA sanctioned event and it's an international tournament, but the goal is more broadly. Let's get everybody together. Let's get people from the hoops community in Canada, in Toronto. We're going to do a bunch of sort of like friendlies, uh, part of this tournament, global jam, uh, the Canadian men's team is doing a game and did a game in Hamilton. They have another, they had another game in the U S Virgin islands. Uh, you know, Bobby Webster from the Raptors massage there, uh, Matt Devlin's calling the game. So just all these people that are just sort of involved in Basketball Canada are there. And it's, you know, it's probably a smaller operation this year because it's the first year, but I think they're trying to grow it in a way that the World Junior Tournament is growing. It's like it's for the younger part of the program. And then maybe in 10 years, it'll be a tradition in Canada where it's like, if you love basketball, you're going to be in Toronto at the end of June, early July, and you're going to see Canada's, you know, top talent come to town. So uh, that was the, the goal of the tournament. And it was so cool. It was at Ryerson. Um, and um, the gym was alive. Scotty Barnes was there. Um, Shay gilligas Alexander was there. Uh, hmm. Max know, Kerman was there. Max Kerman was there. But it was cool walking to the gym. Everybody's just showing love. You know? How are you <laughs> a star, though? I think so. People are just like coming up to me, taking photos, all the, like, the basketball community it was it, mm. was it was cool, but i will say um okay <laughs> okay so the, but there's a couple of people who you know don't aren't as familiar and but I, and those are the people you want to really make friends with
1: so it was like, like deaf Bartlett. people like who else <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no 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 but like shay i don't know
4: shay's a hamilton guy he's an nba star i was like i really want to talk to shay so i was like yo Bartlett, introduce me to shay cuz shay was sitting courtside mm-hmm. just kind of around the way um
1: he went to my high school but it, yeah he didn't. Yeah, went to your high school.
3: And, yeah, but uh, we went to, uh, Shane and I both went to Stroud McNabb, and that is where NBA star Shea Gilchrist Alexander went to high school. And he wasn't was he
4: on Instagram wearing an Arkel shirt at some point too? He was, yeah. And, and that was one of the things he mentioned. He's like, oh, I know you. How's it going? I wore your shirt for the YMCA thing because he supports the YMCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was actually kind of cool. So get this, uh, Shane, this is relevant to you. Barley was talking to Shay. His girlfriend's next to him and his girlfriend's friend. And turns out they both went to St. Mary's, St. Mary's Catholic. Yeah, high school. she was a soccer Downless star. For- yeah. And, and his girlfriend, I forget her name, Haley, I want to say, uh, is um soccer star. She went to Albany on a, a soccer scholarship. Her best friend, Hannah, uh, is a member of the Canadian women's basketball team. She went to the States on a basketball scholarship. Their coach is Jesse Lamparski, the cousin. Mm-hmm of your wife. Also mm, yes. So then I, so I brought the, I brought up, well, as soon as they said I said, St. Mary's was like, do you know Miss Lamparski? He's like, oh, we love Miss Lamparski. We took a, a selfie, sent it to Jesse. Jesse's like, those are my girls. Jesse was like, so thrilled. She was, she was like, oh, also by the way, the rally court's the best. You know, my kids are getting use of it every single day. I'm going to take a the class there in the fall because it's such a cool court. So I was feeling really good about that. I um, had a chance to talk to Shay. He gave me big props for my Iverson shirt you know, like the, the Iverson retro T shirt. Yeah, I have? yeah. Oh no, um, I don't know
1: that. I love Iverson
4: though. Oh yeah, so I picked up this like vintage AI shirt from you know probably two thousand, no, probably like late nineties now. now I think yeah, late nineties. And uh, and he's a big Iverson guy, so I I wore that coincidentally, and uh, he loved it. Um. So I feel like me and Shay are new friends. We're, we're pals now. The other one though, mm. that um mm. was. With Scotty. Mm, I might have heard about this one. <laughs> Scotty knows who you
3: are. Scotty Barnes, we're talking about. No. NBA Rookie of the Year. Sensation. Uh, superstar in the making. Rumors <laughs> of a Kevin Durant trade. He's so important, this guy, Scotty Barnes, that the Raps might not give him up. Or would not. They would refuse to. That's how important this guy is to the next decade of Raptors
4: basketball. Sitting in courtside. Max Kerman, tell us the story. Okay, well, so the cool thing is your brother Greg is here. Greg and Scotty are legit friends. And keep in mind, it's like, People are just going up to Scotty, asking him for photos. There's not much security around. He's kind of getting bothered a lot. So when Greg walks by, we happen to be sitting four seats over in the same row in courtside on the baseline. Uh, So I was like, Greg, when are you going to go say hi to Scotty? Say hi to Scotty. He's like, I don't want to bug him. I don't want to bug him. So at halftime comes up, we go around. And then on the way back, we're going to cross him. I'm like, all right, Greg, do your thing. So he goes to Scotty, gets his attention. Scotty looks up at Greg. You know when you see an old friend when you're amongst a sea of people that you don't really want to see? And then you're like, my guy. So he's very excited to see, to see Greg. And then Greg kind of points at me, going like, I'm with that guy. And then Scotty <laughs> gives me a dap. And but it was the interaction was so short with Scotty that um, you want more. He didn't. Yeah, it
3: was. Yeah, you and, wanted you wanted Greg to tee you up. Hey, this is my friend Max. He's in mm-hmm. like big band. Nick's like played with them. They did. They do arenas. Is Max be he, your you know, wingman? He needs to tee you up. Yeah, yeah. I wanted him to be the wingman.
4: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I wanted him. To give context for who I was, that I wasn't just like a normal, you know, normie, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> You're not a civilian a just walking
4: around like no. the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. I wanted Greg, but I could tell their interaction was quite short because Scotty's sitting, it's like the game's about to start. So I was like, there's no way that Greg teed me up. He was a terrible wingman. He he kind of just pointed at me, and that was the end of the interaction. And then he kind of came back to his seat. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, what is the best way to give context to Scotty? that I'm not a normie. Mm-hmm. So I was texting with Nick Nurse the the entire week, you know, and we text each other all the time. He FaceTimes me pretty often. So I was like, maybe what I do is I FaceTime <laughs> Nick at the game mm. and then I get Scotty's attention and I show Scotty that I know Nick. You know, like... Um,
1: Only you would ever think of something like this.
4: No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> now that I think of it, you know where I got this idea? Fuck. I, I'm like, why did I have this thought? Haim? Because I just saw... Nope. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I just saw the movie Hustle. Have you seen Hustle? Yes.
3: Oh, yeah, with Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, yeah. that scene. Okay, that's where I got the you okay, such
4: no, a sponge,
1: <laughs> Max. I mean, that's a movie, so, too,
4: yeah. Okay, so the movie Hustle with Adam Sandler, which I recommend anybody who likes basketball or Adam Sandler watch, is that he's trying to recruit this guy in Spain, and the, and, the, and this young unknown player is very suspicious. Like, who's this American who's following me around? So Adam Sandler knocks on the guy's door and he's like, Trust me, I'm an NBA agent. I work for the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, trust me, trust me. And the guy's like, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. But then he's like, oh, okay. And then he FaceTimes Dirk Nowitzki on the spot and then shows the guy, uh, whatever his name is. Look, I, I'm not a nobody, I'm a somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I Home got to This is
1: the character's name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, see yeah. that <laughs> scene makes more sense you're like oh you're not fawning over me no it's like okay man i'm trying to watch a game no you're not fawning over me you don't understand i no, know no, I, don't want him to,
4: I don't want him to fawn over me i just want him to know that i'm not a nobody you're a legit that guy that, that i'm not a normie." yeah um so then i face up nick i'm like yo nick guess who i'm sitting with and then i pass it over to scotty and scotty's sort of just like yo what's up and he kind of like huh and then he can't really hear he's like i can't hear you and then he just sort of hands the phone back and that's the end of the interaction <laughs> there was no follow-up questions from Scotty being like how do you know Nick what's what's you know this is so cool are we best friends now there's none of that Scotty was just going right back no again. Scotty just <laughs> said well my brother
3: my brother told me about this and I laughed I was like that is the most max thing that could happen <laughs> and Greg goes I said to Max I go I don't think the best way to get in with Scotty Barnes is to put him on a facetime with his boss like yeah. he's <laughs> just trying to hang out <laughs> like, like, and uh, I love that you did that though speaking of hustle, we'll come back to Scotty Barnes in a second. Uh listener, Johnny Ray Jr. asked us for a review. So, Max, you highly recommend it, Shaney boy.
1: I recommend it.
4: Like it was right up my alley, though. Like, yeah. right? It was it was like a particular part of basketball culture that would be very interesting to people like us. Yeah. So it's like if you if you're the kind of person that goes on the NBA Reddit page and watches and watches like YouTube highlights of prospects before the draft, then it's right up your alley. But like if you're not a basketball fan, it's not like oh, he went to the Lakers game and saw a bunch of celebrities. It's like pretty niche. It's like, okay, here's a guy who's a lifelong scout who's trying to be an assistant and has to travel. You know, it's like, it's stuff that I don't know how many people necessarily relate to or care about. But for us, I thought it was it was great. Shane, what's your review? It's a
1: simple story, but very well done. And it's yeah. very easy to make something like that cheesy. But the montage, like a montage, for example, you can do the Rocky rip off and do it poorly. But they do the Rocky ripoff and actually get you pumped up like everything mm. in that training sequence rang true. The basketball play felt real. I was pumped. I was getting tricked by all the music cues and things that you're supposed to get tricked by. Whereas other movies just fall so short when they're trying to do that. Yeah. Like they really mm. cared that the basketball looked real and made sense and that yeah. the players were actually professional players. And that matters
3: the, there's a couple off the, the opening of the movie, the Boban bit where Boban Marianovich is like this international player that the Adam Sandler char- character goes to scout. And he's basically, he's just dominating this gym. Cause Boban's like well over seven feet. He's like a beast. And, and then Adam's like, you're great. How come no one's like, say like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 21. And it's like, Boban is not that young. <laughs> and then they have the bit where like, uh, after basically lying to Sandler's face, like this other, like really big, Guy comes walking in and he's like, he daps up Boban and Sandler's like, he's like, who's this? He's like, that's my son. And so clearly the guy's not talking. That to me was the funniest moment in the movie. And the movie was very overhyped. But then like Shane said, it was a very well done story. What I find interesting about the movie, though, and this is a question for you, Max, is uh, there's a character uh, in this movie. He's like the antagonist to the Bo Cruz character, and he's played Mm -hmm. by NBA star Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Edwards, second year player for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So and this guy's like super charismatic. He's been charismatic since the minute he entered the league. Like he goes viral all the time for sort of like just how he is in press. He's always got a smile. He plays the game with like a lot of joy. Um, But he's in this movie not playing himself, but playing Like, like I said, an antagonist to the Bo Cruz character who we're all rooting for. But it got me thinking like Anthony Edwards is like a real person, but he's Mm. playing like a basketball guy, but it's not him. Mm. I guess kind of like how uh, Ray Allen did Jesus Shuttles Wars. My question would be, Max, say somebody was doing a film. Let's say Mm. Adam Sandler was doing a film Mm. and he needed like someone to play like an asshole rock star. Mm. Would you play like John Davies, the lead singer of a band, like like basically like an exaggerated version of yourself that wasn't you?
4: Yeah, like who who kind of gives the young kids some shit, like you're never gonna make it. You don't have what it takes to be a rock star, <laughs> you right? Know? You yeah. can't come drinking with me. Uh, yeah, I could do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how convincing I'd be though. Like Anthony Edwards, he's uh, he was. He he played the villain role with like a smile on his face. He was he was really good at it. I don't know how good I'd be at, at the villain. What do you,
1: Shane? Do you think I could pull off a villain character? Well, would you be willing to commit and say anything? Like, let's say they wanted you to say the f word, but with a hard k. <laughs> would you do it? <laughs> Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it. <laughs> Max doesn't get because earlier you were, you know, hard on me for the hard K. You were like, "That's not yeah. how you say it." But the- what if your
3: character you you you're also like like uh, like what if your like, what if it was the opposite of you are like oh, there's a scene where weed. you got. <laughs> I was gonna say he's got like a face, heavy drugs yeah. face full of cocaine. There's women laying all over him. Would that you play that? Like, would you play that type of rock star? That'd be interesting. He
4: says.
1: <laughs> would you play a stoner? Let's start small. Would you play a stoner? Yeah, I, I'd play a stoner.
4: Okay. I think people think I'm a stoner. Yes, so I think I would do that role pretty really? easily. To be well, honest. you just did a, have,
1: a TikTok about weed. I noticed, which for, it, my jaw hit got, the floor when I saw that.
4: But and you know what? You're probably the only person who saw the TikTok. I think the algorithm doesn't allow drug stuff to be. Uh, to be shown around, yeah, because it got mm-hmm. like 450 views. Like nobody saw the TikTok. Mm-hmm. But you saw, wow. I guess. Um, but actually, you know, um, I was telling the story, the Scotty Barnes story, to to book club Maddie, and book club Maddie is you know one of my oldest, best friends, brilliant, brilliant guy. I come to him for ideas and the thoughts on the world. He always has an interesting perspective. All on right. Now everything. let's
1: just shit on him. Let's get to it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Where's the, the however yeah, is coming, but no, 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 but I told him the story and then he got mad at me. Cause he was like, Max, that is so uncool. And I've been, we've been sort of, uh, I've been trying to help out with some of his scripts cause he's a brilliant writer. And I'm like, ah, I want to help you try to get some of these movies made. And then he's like, Max, honestly, if this is the kind of stuff that like you're doing, Like, I don't know if I trust you to be like talking on my behalf. He started giving me shit about it. I was like, Matt, like, fuck, like this. This is the entire package, right? Yeah. You (laughs) got to take the good with the bad. You got to take like, I'm not saying I'm right every time, but I say like generally my success rate, like, you know, trends, trends. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. like, do, you're you a lot like John Poplis and I have the same issues with him. He'll <laughs> be like, Oh, I talked to this guy we need. I told him this and that. And then he'll like, he's so positive and enthusiastic, but sometimes you can lose people that way. Yeah. Cause that, you, you front load it too, too good and then you lose mm-hmm. them. So I'm yeah. like, Oh, I would have handled that better. But overall it's a net positive because you got to take that energy with the good and the bad and you're going to benefit from it overall i think i think so yeah it might be right every time but overall i think it's okay it's just when you lose the big the big fish and that energy Hmm. comes at it you lose it and you're like ah shit that's the only time yeah yeah Yeah.
4: that's 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 a fair uh, feedback but anyway um saturday there was like a quote-unquote celebrity game um that i participated in um it's three on three uh, full, full uniforms. They gave you a full like team Canada uniform. Jamal McGlure was my coach. Uh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was in the second unit. There was like a first game and there was a second game. Um, and I had the game of my life. I didn't miss a shot. I was six for six. I did not miss one shot. I was, uh, probably the most like experienced basketball player. I wouldn't say everybody there had, had necessarily played a lot of basketball in their life. Uh, but, uh, I was so thrilled mostly because at Mandra Ash was filming the whole thing. Of course. (laughs) And I, of course. And I, and then as as I'm, like people were like, you're the MVP of the game. Jamal McGlore. It's like people are like losing their mind every time I make a shot. And then on the way home, I'm like, Ash, airdrop me those videos. I, I'm already planning the and one mixtape. And then as soon as I got home, I like put the, the thing on.
1: And is there ever a question when you're doing an n one mixtape to not use the Bow Wow song basketball? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've done these before. Like we played in three and three league and it's always that basketball song
4: yeah is what What? what is the other option i don't exactly know exactly I'm, I'm just wondering yeah.
1: but would it, i and I, think, I don't want to think, shit on your gameplay at all because you did play excellent but is it safe to say that these people may have been going half speed
4: no they were everyone was trying their hardest they got really? and actually there was a couple of really good players too but there's but you know i just the, my matchup was good and yeah i was sort of you know um because not no, normally you know when you're seeing basketball like on a screen it's like real like high performance athletes and i was like sort of unimpressed with my wingspan you know i think we've talked about wingspan right yes you don't
1: have a great uh wingspan it's average maybe a slightly below but yeah i have a very big wingspan but it's a curse because you always look awkward when you walk with long arms really (laughs) yeah you look always comfortable walking i noticed
3: Mike what do you what's your wingspan like? I don't know. I think my arms are longish. Yeah.
1: Mike's got good a oh, good wingspan. But he doesn't look awkward when he walks, so it's good. No. Well
3: it's cuz yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well I'm shorter too. So Shane, you at your height with your arms, they look yeah. almost
1: extra long. Me and Populous have yeah. that problem, yeah
4: yeah for uh fans for people that don't follow the nba most nba players like if you're like six foot six there's a good chance like your wingspan's like 6 11 or something that, that's mm-hmm. what kind of separates a yeah. lot of nba guys is that they just have insane wingspans like they're already tall to begin with but also have really long arms so,
1: yeah um, but it did look like um you stuffed this woman who went up for a shot <laughs> and she looked quite surprised like holy shit this guy's like stuffing me and then she stopped playing and then you were like, got the ball, gotta go and you ran to the three point line and then just no one went over to guard you and then you scored a, a wicked looking three but it did look like people were alarmed at yeah, your Yeah, no level one was trying effort. that hard. Okay, that's what yeah. I meant by half speed. You look like yeah, yeah, yeah. you were going for it.
4: Uh, that was the only time I've actually ever tried to block anybody, period mm-hmm. I think, uh, and it helped that she was a small person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it was cool. Honestly, I I felt so. And yeah, just people. And then I went to the game the next day, and everybody was um was there. Oh, also, but then there was like members of the Canadian women's team Mm -hmm. that I saw on the sideline. So I'm walking off the court, and I know a few of them just from other things. I'm like, and it wanted to Sammy. I was like, Yo, Sammy, did you see what I just did? Did you see my game? It it just ended. She's like, I just got here. I was like, mother, Mm. fuck, because you know you want to impress the the pros. And then I was like, all right, Sammy, I'm going to I'm going home right now. I'm making my end one mixtape, and I'm tagging you in it. You better share it. And she did. The, that felt like a win.
1: That was pretty cool. We have to put it on the mic on much. Uh, Thank you, yes. Instagram. Yeah, I'll throw it up. You mean the yeah. best hang? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> What is going on? Jeez. Uh, yeah. we've been, if we're at a loss for words right now, it's Mike and I. We're in the thick of it with the sketch show. Uh-huh. I won't lie. <laughs> like I looked at my call log from yesterday. I had over eight hours in call time. That's a lot for me. It's crazy. That is a lot. And you don't like that. Like you're
4: an interesting case study, Shane, because you are an incredibly creative person. You're an incredibly hardworking person and ambitious uh, and you're a good team worker, so all those things. Okay, just get are to the excellent. shit on me part. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> however,
4: <laughs> however, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you no, but you are, but but like you're running the show, and I think some of that responsibility, I don't think that you'd enjoy that much.
1: Like, uh, how are you finding it? Um, I don't know. You're just driven by a higher power. Like, I don't feel like it's me, but it's also the perfect mm. thing for me to do. So it also Comes very naturally because I do have all the answers. Anything else, I don't have all the answers the, ah. anyone could ask me a question at any time. I feel like I would know the exact thing to say. So uh-huh. I'm never For caught off show. guard, which is weird because I'm always caught off guard.
4: But in this particular thing, because you've been living and breathing it and you have such a like a great vision for it, you're like, I know exactly what it's it is.
1: It's just means. the only thing in my entire life that I'm perfectly in the right place for, whereas mm-hmm. most of the time you don't get to do that. So I am enjoying it and I'm running on a extra adrenaline and a gear that I don't normally have. But that being said, it's exhausting. It is. At the end but, of the but, day, but, you're but- in a bit of a fog.
4: But you also are probably energized by a lot of the conversations. Totally not exhausting and like, uh, I want to kill myself. This is so boring and lame or, you know, like or other kinds of projects you might have to do.
1: Getting to sleep life. is very tough. Yes. I have to go mm. for um, an exercise at night just to kind of decompress a little bit and mm. think. And uh, yeah, so I, I try to do two little exercises a day to chill out a little bit.
4: Well, I hope you only do this job for the rest of your life. That's It'd be cool. It would it. be. Yeah, I uh, hope
1: so, too. I know. Um, I, th- I think I don't know if I should talk about it, but the comedy community has heard word that uh, I've seen some <laughs> posts that Arkell's guy's <laughs> funny friend has a sketch show. I've seen a post uh, lingering around and. I don't know mm. how to feel about that, but it definitely adds another chip to my shoulder and has knocked me up a gear in uh, trying to make this the best <laughs> show possible. Only you know because you're I've been like, doing what? this shit for 25 years, so that's yeah, why. Yeah, the like, <laughs>
3: insinuation of that, of I, I think the reason, because that, that does sounds kind of innocuous if you're a listener to this podcast right now, but I think the, the issue is the insinuation is that you somehow haven't earned this opportunity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm because you're friends with Max, who's in Arkell's and their famous band, that's the, that that felt like the, the, the snark that was coming off of that post, the stink, mm-hmm. felt very kind of like, oh, that's an unnecessary shot from this person in the comedy community.
4: Yeah. Well, Shane, you're like one of those uh, people, like one of those athletes that like, if I was like an assistant coach, like just before the game, I'd be like, here, I want to tell you something. I heard that uh, old Johnny over there. He says- you're fucking ugly and shit at basketball. And then you'd have the best game of your life, right? Like you'd go crazy. Oh, yeah. So so that's a, yeah, a good motivation. Oh, I, Since that
3: post that Shane's discussing, he's he's compared himself to Jordan saying, I take that, personal. I <laughs> I that take personally. It, I took that personally. Yeah, I, I just that, watched The Last yeah.
1: Dance again because yeah. we are doing a sketch in that world. So I just wanted to re, you know, get familiar with that again. <laughs> but I'm like, I am a lot like Jordan. Minus the, like <laughs> talent in basketball. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah. But the, anyway, but like you said, Shane, you've been doing this for 20 years. You've done tons of sketches over the years, which leads up to this point. But I think that's the thing. Max, actually, that's a good question. Just like I think creatively, and I think we have a lot of creative people listening to our podcast. How do you find... Uh, you're in an industry where you know a lot of musicians and Mm -hmm. maybe in your early days, as you were coming up and opportunities present themselves, there's a lot of bands that want to win a Juno or play the Junos or have these opportunities or do to how, how did you navigate when other people were kind of like, fuck those guys?
4: Mm. Good question. I don't know if I heard too much of it. And also like, I, I think people recognize that like we've worked really hard to do it. So it's like, I think, and, and we're pretty like, I think earnest and like forthcoming and try to be sort of friendly with a lot of people. So I think even if people have that instinct a little bit, usually once you get to know the operation, you're like, Oh no, whatever. Like these guys, like you don't have to necessarily love our music, but you can appreciate like how hard we work. Um, but also like, I don't know. I I feel like I intentionally try not to follow too closely what other artists were doing. Because then you get into the comparison trap, which is brutal, like which I do very poorly at. So for a long time, like we wouldn't follow like on Instagram and stuff. I, like, I was like, I don't want to follow my peers because the Instagram um, life that other bands are leaving is not necessarily reality. And this that goes for every single artist, obviously, including ourselves. And so it's like, I think I'm just going to like people more and not get competitive if I just like see them in real life and we have like a real conversation. Um because you but, do but,
3: get com- you do inherently get competitive, oh, and you so compare,
4: compare, and also then you feel bad about yourself too. Because you are like, oh fuck, that's what that band's doing when they play in London, England. Oh, man, yeah, I, uh, I got to steal
1: that. that bit, use it on our yeah. next show.
4: <laughs> 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 um, but you know, actually, though, when it comes to shit talking, though, I'd say that um, TikTok is an interesting space, which it, for the most part rolls off my back because it's a lot of random trolls. But because of the nature of the app, your stuff is going out to a lot of people. So if you have a, uh, a video that goes viral, like our rally video has like over a million views of us walking on the stage and it looks like we're fucking queen or something. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who like, who the fuck are these guys? And th- I, th- those ones don't bother me so much because it's always just like ah, these people are, you know, it's just the Internet is just, you know, it can be a vicious place, especially when you have no ties to the thing you're talking to
1: yeah and i'm by the way i'm totally uh fuck these guys person too so i am a bit Mm -hmm. of a hypocrite if somebody got a sketch show that i didn't know i'd be like who the fuck is that person but i'm also i say it with (laughs) love and envy more than like Mm -hmm. angry jealousy and then if the show's good i'm like oh i'm so fucking mad this is so good and it's all anger that's lauding them in some way i'm i'm still yeah, it's
4: feeding into your own ambition you're like okay this is really good i can do that okay let me try to do that yes and yeah. the
1: thing is too especially if it's good it's like all is forgiven and that's what i'm hoping that our show is good and then things get forgiven in a way mm-hmm. but sometimes oh, people totally. are so cynical that even if it is good they'll just hate it that merely that it exists
3: i think uh, yeah and i think comedy is especially standups or people that do like live performance stuff. It's just such a grind. Like, you know, like it's like people that it's like musicians that are like just playing gigs to like five people here or there. You just, you really do got to do it for the love of the sort of, of the, you know, what you're making in the art and all that stuff. But it is hard because like at the end of the day, you do want to make a bit of money. And when you see other people getting, there's not a lot of opportunities in this country for people to make things i think and get paid to do it and so like when those opportunities get swallowed up people are going to feel a certain way about it and it's like Mm -hmm. i think it's all understandable you know if you have a bit of empathy for for all sides but i would say to any sort of young creative like it'd probably benefit you best to like not publicly talk shit because like you might we we might have a spot we want to cast on you know next season or and it's like if you're gonna be one of those people that kind of
1: like gets snarky It's like, you're not going to get that spot, you know? You might though, it might help you get it. Cause then I don't want to be the guy who's not casting people because of that. I'll like, (laughs) I'll be like, okay, your cast, you know, and then it's like now they're on my radar and I'm casting them because I don't want to not. <laughs> but they seem them. like, but it's
3: also yeah. like our big thing too with making the shows, it's like good vibes. So like you want to work with people that want to like do the work. And it's like some creative people are going to be difficult. And it's like we're trying to avoid that sort of stuff. And it's like that kind of shit is just bad vibes out of the gate. You know what I mean? And it's like, so what are you going to be like when it's like the eighth hour on set and we're behind and all of those things, you know? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything comes from paying your dues. There's this whole philosophy that. You have to go through this imaginary cycle that's enough work to feel like you've earned or deserved it. And it's the idea that somebody could be 19 or something and really talented and just given something without having necessarily earned it. It's you just want to shit on them because the thought that maybe somebody is more talented than you without having put in any of the work is hard. And me being like the new mm. 39 year old kid on the scene, I think um, <laughs> rubs people the wrong way.
4: Hey, have you guys, um, I don't relate to any mm-hmm. of this stuff. Um, I'm watching the WeWork show. Have you guys seen that one yet? I've watched the whole thing. It's hilarious. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Max, what do you, why do you bring it up? I don't know. I just find I have a hard time getting into a lot of TV shows. And so when there's something that kind of gets me, I'm kind of delighted by it. Cause I don't necessarily watch a ton of TV. and um, Jared Leto is just so good. And that guy is so great. Like the character that he plays, Adam Newman, is just
1: so ridiculous.
4: <laughs> He's kind and, of like you in a
1: way, though. <laughs> well, but
4: that was going to be my question. I was like, do you guys do you know anybody like that? You. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just if you take the accent away, essentially it's you. It's like, this is going to be great, guys. Let's do this. Why not? Let's dream a little. Let's have some fun tonight. It's like shots. Yes. Shots for everybody. <laughs>
4: But I'm not that much of a bullshitter, though. Like, he, he's, I mean, his game plan was insane. And it and worked. Like the audacity. He's,
1: he's still rich, that guy. He's still he? super. He, his game plan worked like a charm. So it uh-huh. it's a compliment to be like him. And especially if you look at the real guy compared to the way Jared Leto is playing him, he's much more intelligent and less of just the let's have a party. Like Jared Leto plays it a little cartoonish.
4: Oh, interesting. I mean, I feel like Jared Leto's one of the perfect guys to do it because he's such a like a megalomaniac, too. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, am I a megalomaniac? Let's (laughs) maybe let's define exactly what megalomaniac (laughs) is. I know it means like a guy who's like, it's like egos, huge and like forceful. Is that it? A person who's obsessed with their own power.
2: Yeah. Where oh, did you find it?
4: Okay.
1: I, well, Max, let's listen. Let's play back the first part of this podcast. I, I walked by someone and they didn't know who I was. <laughs> and
3: I, I, so here, and this, I, megalomania is an obsession with the exercise of power, delusion about one's own power or mm. importance.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. that Scotty Barnes story is kind of up there for that. Yeah, it kind of does that.
1: Yeah. Because all you wanted him to know was that you're powerful, right? uh no no that that i'm yeah let's play the tape let's play it back (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, what else did you like about the show
1: Shane? it was it was like a hate watch i i didn't necessarily like it but i couldn't stop watching it and it was a good show for bantering throughout the fact that it's true also you end up Mm -hmm. going down wikipedia rabbit holes afterwards and finding out how true was this i can't believe this actually happened and much in the same way, when I watched um, Supersize Me, it made me want to go to a WeWork and just work wow. and hang out. And like I, I kind of bought into that culture of just a space to work outside of the house, especially after working in my house for all this time and two kids outside the door right now crying and whatnot. It does seem kind of fun. Oh, unlimited kombucha and free beer. And yeah, it seems fun.
4: There's still WeWorks around, right? There is. Like, there's one just,
1: right beside uh, 299 Queen Street where Mike and I typically work when we're in the office. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it is a good example though. And I've, uh, just whenever you come across like money people, you have to like, your brain just has to work differently or you just have to have exposure to how like investments and fundraising and stuff works. Because I think a lot of us come to, you know, understanding of money is mostly it's like well you have your paycheck and you know what's in your bank account and you try not to like put a lot of money on your credit card and that's like how most people think about their finances but when you think about like these these people that are trying to build companies it's like it, just, it was just kind of amazing like the audacity You'd be like i think i need a 100 million dollars you know and, and for this idea and then his idea in particular is so radical and and like if you zoomed out, you're like, what, what are we talking about? But he was just so convincing and uh, determined. Being charming uh, that, that is a people-
1: big part of getting that money when you're trying to do something like him too. And you're very yeah. good at, at being that, but you mentioned credit card. I was surprised. Do you own a credit card? Oh yeah. Does yeah. Ash hold onto it for you or do you, are you allowed to like, <laughs> do you have, cause I can't imagine you with a credit card.
4: <laughs> no, it's on my phone. I don't actually oh, okay. have the credit card. Okay. It's like I tap.
1: Uh, and and you pay automatic. it yourself? No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 Offended at the question of you carrying it? <laughs> yes, of course I have one. Do you pay for it? Of course not. Yeah, no, that's good. No, I think it's automatic.
4: Uh, you know, at the end of the month.
1: Yeah, because yeah. you remind me of Alex too, my wife, and she's mm. uh, she doesn't have a credit card and she's not allowed to have one.
4: Oh really? Why not? <laughs> she's been convicted mm. of fraud in three yeah. different provinces. <laughs> Uh, Mike, I, I feel like you haven't talked enough. Uh, you know, the feedback on the last episode is that I do too much of the talking and I'm probably hitting that 60% rate again. Mike, you that's a good
1: topic. Listening back to that episode, if you did, because that's one of the few that because most of the time you don't listen to the ones we record, you don't listen back mm-hmm. to it. But this one, I'm sure you dove in to hear what people are yeah. saying about you.
4: I'd say uh, most I agree with most of the feedback. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like, you know, I think this is why I'm doing the show with you guys, because I think you're actually better and funnier and more entertaining and just better talkers than I am. So, but but my confidence gets me to the 60 percent rate. <laughs> but, um, but I don't think I'm better
1: than you. Would guys. you say I'm your funny friend?
4: Of course, yeah, I know. He's my kidding. funniest friend. Would you
3: would you produce a sketch show starring him? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. Yes,
1: that was the whole Instagram I comment, am. right? Was yeah. it? But someone on Instagram did say that they felt bad for you. They go after really? listening to that episode. I feel bad for yeah. Max, and then I said, and "Shane, I well, what was you.
3: your reply to that?"
1: I said, "Max sleeps on a pile of money every night. <laughs> yeah, don't feel too
3: bad
4: for him." Yes, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, but Mike, what's going on? What's yeah. uh, anything on your mind? A lot. I mean, like Shane
3: said, we're in sketch show mode. We're just basically trying to get this thing off the ground. We're shooting, sort of outside of the original pilot demo. Demo. We're shooting like our first sketch this Friday. So it's you know we're it's all kind of just. It's happening. I think like any production or anything that you do, you try to line everything up and get all your ducks lined up, but it's moving forward. The train goes forward. And so you're going to be you're doing it whether you're ready or not. Yeah. Uh, which is the classic. Michael's
1: uh, quote is, "Yeah, Saturday Night Live doesn't happen because we're ready. It happens because it's 1130 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah.
3: Something like that so you know that we're just moving toward that and um so i've been busy with that but you know that kind of gets back to the life pie uh where it's like you do that which is like a a big chunk of your your pie which is work and then you get like a text from your good bud who's like hey you want to come see this canada ball game i'm like i think i might be able to do it because i might be into work and i hadn't really broached it yet with danica and then literally that night like her back tweaked and I was like, Oh, maybe by Wednesday morning, it'll be all right. And then, cause we've got a pretty, we got a five month old baby and you know, I can't just, and then that morning it was like even worse. And I was like, I just saw my, my mm-hmm. sort of like my dream crumble in front of me and that was okay. And I just, I just messaged you and I said, it's not going to happen, but I appreciate it. And mm-hmm. then I saw all of the social media of the courtside shenanigans mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, oh, that looked like a nice time.
1: Yeah. Cause you awesome, do man. seem uh, like pent up maybe Mike, I feel like most times you have like social outings give you energy. And I feel like you might be a little like due for a social outing right now. <laughs> Just getting that I, vibe. I, you're wearing I, your, your hats backwards. Your hair's long. You're wearing like sunglasses. You kind of look like Poochie, <laughs> but like depressed Poochie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm bottled up Poochie, man. I don't get out. Um, it is interesting. Well, we all need to like know ourselves and and what we sort of need. And I think that there is something to what you're saying it's like, I don't mind like having a pile of work. And obviously I, I love that. Like I have sort of built this life with Danica and we have this family, but it's like, it only seems to like really work for me. It's best when I have that, outlet yes it's like Mm i like once once a week or every every two weeks i just need to like go out and like hang out with people and shoot the shit and sort of fake solve the world problems if i have that time i can like i'm then ready to like be awesome Mm -hmm. in the other areas it's it's funny
1: because i was just watching the last dance and i know like if we're like correlating which one of us is which person a lot of people would Mm -hmm. think based on my appearance because i'm covered in tattoos or whatever that i would be the rodman but you're the rodman mike and, and Phil I'm Jackson knew Let Rodman needs to let off some steam. It never affects him on the court. Just let him go wild. He'll come back a better man, a better player, more well rested through partying or having a few drinks and chatting <laughs> with friends in Mike's case. So yeah, I feel totally. like that's actually very true for you. And you do know yourself at this point.
3: Yeah. But again, like, this is like, these are like the, the most ridiculous things to complain about. Life is very good. A lot of people would be, would kill to have, you know, to be working on the things we're working on and doing the things we're doing. I'm just saying, if, if, if you're asking, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, fuck, it'd be nice to fucking party with Max Kermer every once in a while, <laughs> you know, I used to do it all the time. Now I'm just out here in Hamilton, uh, you know, living baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's
4: the way they, let's
2: end it there. <laughs>
4: you call this living?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah okay. living. But I mean, uh, yeah. Like I mean, in general, are we going to be doing? I feel like pod listeners haven't gotten the most frequent pods because mm-hmm. the three of us have been so incredibly busy. Um, you know, we're
4: we're, we're we're working on some new stuff that will demand uh, mm-hmm. excellence from us that uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, so, uh, and we're excited to to tell you more about that in the coming weeks. But, um, but yeah, let's wrap it up now. Let's sure. Sh- a shout out to, um, to Nathan for, uh, doing all the back end work from Andrew Ash for listening and giving us notes and doing everything and uh, all the listeners, uh, you know, keep telling your friends about the pod. Uh, the subscriber numbers are growing up and, um, uh, you know, this is, uh, the best pod in Canada.
1: So it, it should be number <laughs> one on the charts. You have not checked out the subscriber numbers. No, You don't know that, have you? I'm like Adam no, Newman, yeah. man.
3: <laughs> Lead with positivity. Uh, and I like that after last week's feedback, Max maybe talked the most that
1: he's ever talked on this <laughs> episode talking. of the podcast. You guys
4: came with nothing,
1: though. Mike's like, I can't be the Max. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't have anything. Uh, but this was great, guys. This no, honestly, was a great hang. At the top of the podcast, Mike's just looking at me, just going... Hmm
3: yeah just tell me about something i could play <laughs> off of you guys and then you guys will have something but no we're good we're good uh great hang as always great and you hang. know what maybe the three of us will get together at some point and uh have a drink like the old days love it one day